Hello, this is Brandon and Jesse with the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we will break down some of the biggest bombs to ever hit theaters. And today's bomb is the invasion. He is Russian. He needs to argue like he needs to breathe. All I am saying is that civilization crumbles whenever we need it most. In the right situation, we are all capable of the most terrible crimes. Imagine a world where this was not so, where every crisis did not result in uh, new atrocities, where every newspaper is not full of war and violence. Well, this is to imagine a world where human beings cease to be human. All right, guys, it's okay. Jesse found a little kid with nightmares and he he cured cured me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... This uh, $80 million budget, which is actually pretty cheap because the scale of this film is pretty large. Uh, They had to shut down a lot of, but there's not a lot going on. Most of it is just people being emotionless walking around the city. Um, So the budget, $80 million is still a lot of money, by the way. Granted, Nicole Kidman was paid $17 million for this, so like (laughs) a quarter of the budget was just her money. But uh, only made $40 million, which is terrible. Um, we'll talk about that later on about why we think the movie failed so terribly, but ah, just like maybe when we talked about this at the end of the last one, maybe stop making invasion of the body stature movies. <laughs> this is number. what did we say in the last episode? This, this is four, like four. Yeah. yeah. Number four. It's like you did it real good in the sixties and I think you're just, or seventies, sixties. Yeah. I think you're just done. I think you're done. I think yeah. you figured it out and you're good to go. The one with uh, Donald Sutherland, that's a good film. Good. Just Stop. Move on. Yep. Just right move off on. Of, right done. off into that sunset, Shane. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So the first thing I have to mention is Mr. Roger Rees, the man who we just heard our Russian uh, comrade talking about civilization. I cannot see that man's face without uh, thinking of the sheriff of Rottingham from uh, Roger uh, from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. What's just funny because you said that earlier to me, and I go, "What? That's him?" And you're like, "Yeah." yeah. And now I'm like, "Fuck, that's totally him." <laughs> it's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time I see it, and it took me a second because in this movie, well, uh, he's not funny in this movie. Well, he's not and funny. He's Russian. He's Russian, and he's much older. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, he he's a, a British actor. A mustache. So the Russian accent is fake. It's a, actually a very decent Russian. Decent, accent. decent Russian accent. Yeah, I'm not, not bad. Um, but you have to figure that um, the uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights was 93, and this oh, was yeah. in 2007. So it is 14 years later. Definitely age yeah. it, it hit him pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, um, not to reveal too much, but I knew this movie was going to be a, a problem the moment I saw that the Wachowskis were brought in to do rewrites to they brought the Wachowskis <laughs> in to fix it I go oh that's not good because here's the thing guys you can like the Wachowskis all you want they're very visually interesting but their writing fucking sucks even the Matrix is bad writing that movie's fucking great the writing isn't great I know Kung Fu whoa and not good fucking writing not the best you, <clears throat> you would have hit me stop trying and hit me 
Yeah. They, it's not good dialogue. It's not a good fucking written film. It's just so interesting. Yeah. If the Wachowskis were brought in to fix a film, that means it was below Wachowski level of, (laughs) of quality. And then when I found out who the director was, James McTeague, and you may be saying, who the fuck is James McTeague? He is the longtime assistant director of the Wachowskis. He's just their assistant director. He was also the assistant director on Star Wars Episode 2. Considered the worst Star Wars film. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was the director. uh, He was director credits for V for Vendetta, The Raven, Ninja Assassin, and Survivor. Yeah, Viva Red is probably the, the best thing he directed. And again, he's writing from a book that already exists. Yeah. Ninja Assassin, not a good film. <laughs> uh, but unless, anyway. I mean, unless you like kung fu fighting and blood. I mean, it, it's I, it, okay. So it, choreography wise, yeah, it was a, fun. It was good action. Story wise, but story, I mean, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you the story. I just know that he's a ninja yeah. assassin and then other assassins are sent to assassinate him. Yeah. Do you remember how you told me the assassins? You know, remember how you told me you learned how to spell the word assassin? Yeah, assassin. <laughs> Every time after you told me that so many years ago, I can't look at the word assassin without saying it that way. Thank you very it's much. Assassin is the word assassin. <laughs> I got that from some game in the late '90s, early 2000s. That was like some man. It may have been Perfect Dark. I don't know. Some sexy woman assassin game yeah and the the villain of the game is also a woman and the the ad campaign for it was two like scantily clad big boobed women and it was like you can't spell assassin without two asses (laughs) we had such fun marketing in the old days (laughs) and then for my 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 mind just was like you're right ass ass in is how you fucking spell that word and it just stuck with me forever after that yeah for sure and this movie too, has a thing <laughs> that drives me fucking wild. I, I hate it so much. And and it happens so often that it's a problem. And that's whenever someone is wearing a Superman costume, but they have a mask on. <laughs> I don't know why it fucking bothers me so bad, but here's yeah. the thing. Superman's been around since the fucking thirties. Everyone knows what he looks like. He never wears a fucking mask. Mm-hmm. Why is this kid wearing a mask with a Superman costume? doesn't make any fucking sense. Drives me crazy for some reason. Yeah. Just pisses me off. No reason. She's a stupid pet peeve of mine. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I didn't think about that until this moment, but I, I get that. That's weird. That no, doesn't yeah. make any that, sense because even if you went and bought an off-the-shelf Halloween costume for a kid in a movie, it wouldn't come with a mask. Like I remember I rewatched all of um, Saturday Night Live one time, and they had a skit in like season one or two. And I think Chevy Chase is dressed like Superman, but he's wearing like a domino mask. And I go, oh, fucking, what are you doing? Why are you wearing a mask? You know what he looks like. You know he doesn't have a mask on. Piss me off. But anyway, that's either here nor there. What is here is this movie's like PG-13, right? Yes. Holy shit, the amount of PG-13 see-through nips and underwear shots in this film. The first fucking 10 minutes, Malin Ackerman drops trow and she's wearing like a thong. And you can see through her shirt. And then the next scene, Nicole Kidman's walking in the hallway with a shirt you can see through 100%. And I was just like, my God, this is PG-13 and already this much, like, safe for school nudity? It was insane. Yeah. But, 
I, but I you know, whatever. 2007 was a different time period. Yeah, yeah. You just you, all the women were wearing very sheer wife beaters to bed for some reason. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> oh boy, there's so much to say about this film, and so little to say about it, which is so funny. So Daniel Craig with hair. Daniel Craig with hair. Don't like it. <laughs> don't like it at all. <laughs> don't like it. Yeah, I was uncomfortable. He's got like this, like, He's got like this boyish, like little little it, kid haircut. It makes him less intimidating for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I know that. Here's the thing. He played like, if you ever seen Young Indiana Jones Chronicles or Adventures, whatever it's called, he's in that. He plays like a Nazi in it, and he's got like a blonde mustache in that. And he, but he still has like a decent haircut where he looks kind of intimidating. And then I've seen him in like. Uh, he was in that oh, that movie with Tom Hanks where he played the scarred-faced villain, uh, Road to Perdition. He's really good in that. So I know he knew how to like look intimidating. But, yeah, he looks like a giant little kid in this film. <laughs> like yeah. These bangs, just they don't work. Man. Yeah. Also, Jeffrey Wright using like a not-deep voice. Was like, weird. He's, reg- he's just like using a regular voice. I don't know if Jeffrey Wright's just been smoking cigarettes every day for the last, you know, 13 years or something. But like now Jeffrey Wright talks like this when he talks, you know, he's got that real deep voice, man. And like in this one, he's just like, hey, man, uh, my name is Dr. Whatever. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? I- Jeffrey Wright's got a regular voice. That's weird. <laughs> he's also like the hero of the movie and he gets no fucking love. Nothing. Yeah. Like, he's, he's the most important character in the film. Yeah, and everything goes like everybody's. Woo, Daniel Craig, Ben Ben's character is the best, and it's like, like no, fuck, he gets caught halfway through after yeah. pretending to be a cop and just crashing into shit. He's just the action guy. Jeffrey Wright's the one that actually solves the problem. Yeah, he tells you. He tells us what the virus is. He tells us that there could be a cure with someone with these certain disorders, uh, and then he even hunts down our 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 protagonist and saves her. Because here's the thing, I'm not trying to be mean, but like I feel like the US government would have been like, We'll find somebody with that disorder. We yeah. don't need to find this particular kid. Uh, even at that time period, the NSA would have been like, Oh, well, here's your list. <laughs> yeah, here's a list of people with this. Yeah. Yeah. They would they would have been like, Well, well you happen to have a list of people with yeah. uh whatever the hell it's called. You want their Facebook Facebook passwords too? Because we got oh, <laughs> we don't oh oh okay. No, we yeah, here's your list. Uh, this movie went into a bunch of reshoots which were like messed up because Nicole Kidman was in like a a fucking weird stunt accident and broke her ribs which like hindered her performance during those reshoots and Daniel Craig left uh, midway through filming uh, because he had to go do a bunch of shit because he he was given the role of James Bond this movie was and I think we talked about we weren't sure if this was pre-Bond or post-Bond and I think we settled on it being post-Bond but we were wrong this movie was actually recorded pre-Bond but oh. it took forever to come out because of reshoots and stuff. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I was so, wondering how he grew his hair that fast. 2007. Let me tell you something about video phone messages. They were not that fucking clear. <laughs> not on that phone. <laughs> yeah. I had like that perfect, phone. <laughs> it, it's like a perfect image of the kid going, hey, mom, uh, I'm here with blah, blah, blah. Instead of what it's like. Yeah. That's what it would sound like. It would have been digitized half of the time. Yeah, and his face would look like you threw spaghetti at a wall. Uh, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> there's no way that these phones were this clear. It They're ain't like from around fucking... here. Yeah, those Nokias weren't from around here, that's for sure. Although they do drop a Nokia down like a stairwell and it survives, which is probably the most realistic part of the film. Yeah, that stairwell would have got fucked up. 
So, yeah, they would have fucking just busted through the floor. Uh, I laughed a lot at a movie that is not supposed to have comedy. When the lady gets hit by the fucking car really hard, <laughs> holy shit, it was fucking funny. I don't know it was because how they filmed it or how she was running or how they threw the, the dummy, but it was fucking hilarious when she gets hit by the car. The best part is even the people that weren't already pod people, the ones that were still had emotions, no one fucking cared. Even Nicole Kidman was like, oh, yeah. wow, okay. I'm like, wow, shouldn't you react a little more to that? It was super funny. And when that cop's like, we took your plates. Why did you take my plates? I'm like, wow, it was a real Karen moment. Yeah, well, you took plates because so that you could get a hold of, of you. lady. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you mean, why did we take your plates? You're at the scene of an accident, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I laughed again when they when they puked into the coffee, like right there. Like they're like 10 feet away from the people they're infecting. And they just lean over. <laughs> i'm just like no one noticed this no one saw this moment they were just like what was that sound nothing nothing we're just preparing your coffee nothing wipes off their mouth the guy that doesn't drink coffee was he just like no thanks no coffee and that guy's fine like what happened with that guy like sir can i can i see over here for a second (laughs) you have to drink some coffee sir Uh, i don't want to go jesus christ <laughs> I also love that puking on people is how they spread the virus, but they yeah. look like regular people, so it's funnier. Yeah, and it's, they, it's just they like a fucking drunken party. It. Yeah, it's like and it's bright green. It's yeah. a fucking like ecto cooler coming out, man. It's fucking gross. <laughs> uh, also, the dumbest alien in the movie. It has to go to the census alien. That's like, hi, we're doing a census. She's like, it's eleven p.m. at night. <laughs> Yeah, you're the last house on my no fucking way. No census worker was out to eleven. And then he's trying to bust the lock of a glass door. That's what bust I the glass, you fucking idiot. Yeah, ka-ching, you know, throw something <laughs> through that and move on with he your had life. A clipboard. He could have fucking slammed the clipboard into the glass, shattered the glass, and then just undid the lock. Yeah. Instead, after he can't get the lock undone, he just walks back to his car and gets in and leaves. He's like, wow, oh, well, I, guess so. I guess he's gotten away from me, guys. Uh-huh, <laughs> you've beaten me today. <laughs> These aliens were fucking stupid. Yeah. They were so dumb. Uh, also, I, 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 I was so confused. Like, so you, you get infected. There's a spore in your body. Mm-hmm. If you fall asleep, your body gets Rewritten. overtaken by a fungus and then you wake up and you're you're still yourself but your emotions were turned off because they still had memories and everything's of who they were and he even says you're still yourself you just don't have to worry about emotions and anger and fear anymore so like these people were still all themselves i i, I don't know you gotta you gotta think that the <clears throat> the alien spore was controlling them a little bit because yeah, like it has to have some type of, yeah. like it can't just be like, Hey, we're going to turn off their emotions and move on. It's kind of it some kind of cordyceps thing happening there. And it also didn't make sense. Cause like at one point, one of the guys that gets taken over gets woke up because she's taking his picture while he's asleep and he has a heart attack and dies. But then later the Asian mom, uh, the little kid that is creepy as fuck in this film, the little Asian kid. Yeah. Uh, the Asian mom's face is right off. Like her nose is missing and stuff. I'm like, why did the fungus eat her face? Why did it kill her that way? Did she have the disorder where she was unaffected or something? They don't ever explain that. 
They, I, yeah, they don't. They I, just say they didn't survive the change. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're no longer around because they're no good, so you're part of my family now. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Also, I also laughed, and this is dark, and I'm sorry. One of the aliens, after Nicole Kidman gets away from the house of her ex-husband, one of the aliens takes the time to throw a dead dog at her. Did you not notice that? I, I did. That dead, that dead dog didn't just fall out of the fucking air. No. It was thrown at her. It was thrown at the car that she was driving away. Yeah, which is a weird thing to do if you don't have any emotions. Yeah, that seems like, like something you would do out of anger. Like you're, or you're trying to scare her. Like you, you know, yeah. it just made yeah, no sure. sense. It was like, hey, pick up that dog and throw it at her. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. It'll be, be cool. It'll be funny, dude. I, <laughs> the dog mutilations and the, shit in this film were that wild. <laughs> was almost a fucking deal breaker for me. Goddamn. When that kid's like crushing the dog's face, I was like, God damn, dude, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, the, the there was a guy killed few too many a story about dogs. the guy when she's like, yeah, he just choked the dog to death. I was like, fuck, what the hell? Why do these aliens hate dogs so much? Yeah, that that bothered me. I'm a big dog lover. Here's the I'm thing: is I didn't disagree with the aliens because like emotions are a problem, and Earth it was doing better. They like signed the peace treaty and shit that because mm-hmm. uh, they had taken over. I'm like, oh, you're actually improving the Earth, but then. When they start killing all the dogs, I'm like, "Now nah, fuck those guys." Yeah, no, I'll take more. <laughs> Leave dogs yeah, alone. I would if my if the deal was you had to kill every dog on the planet by choking them to death, and there would be no more war or or human suffering. I wouldn't take the deal. <laughs> I don't think I could either. <laughs> I'd be like, "No, nah, man, dogs are fucking awesome." Yeah. All right? Yeah, they deserve this planet more than we do, to be yeah. honest. So, no, I'm not going to fucking get rid of all the dogs in the planet just so then there's no war or anything. Let people suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm right there with you on that one. <laughs> they they say there was a lot of reshoots done, and I feel like one of the big reshoots was this ending where they showed like the little Asian kid and the uh, uh, Ben he cured. I feel like originally it probably had a bleaker ending where, you know, once they take over, you no longer are you. Yeah. And you have to get the, um, you know, Nicole Kidman was staying awake enough where it wasn't taking over her body. So they could give her the cure because she was still herself. But maybe once you become what you are, then you can't be healed. Because otherwise, you're telling me that Nicole, Kim, Kid, Nicole Kidman killed a bunch of innocent people. Yes, she did. Because she's shooting people, hitting people with cars, and a lot of these are innocent people. She flat out throws a child. Yes. That was fantastic. (laughs) I laughed when that happened. I felt bad about it. There's so (laughs) many inadvertently funny bits. Throwing a dead dog at somebody is funny. Throwing a child is funny. A lady being ragdolled in a tunnel is funny. The the fucking census guy, yeah, I'm here at 11 p.m. at night. Funny. So many moments in this movie are funny and they're not supposed to be. No. Uh, and the the amount of people that seem like they were doing fine by tricking the aliens, you know? Also, right. you don't sweat. They don't sweat. How do they not sweat? Do they sweat? not get hot? Yeah. They, they don't ha- you don't have body temp regulation anymore when you're a mushroom man? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm pretty they're sweating. Sure. They don't do that. I'm like, why, why would they sweat? They're humans still. I, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, you know that's. A, oh, another scene that made me laugh: Nicole Kidman chugging a two-liter Mountain Dew. Fucking got me. I don't know why, <laughs> but just like skinny little, pretty, gorgeous, beautiful, perfect Nicole Kidman, 
fucking taking a two liter of Mountain Dew, just chugging that shit back. Like, glug, 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 glug. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> that is a funny fucking image. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Also, I like that Mountain. It was like non-brand cola, but then it was Mountain Dew. I was like, Mountain Dew paid for a little bit of sponsorship. Yeah, they, they paid for that. Do the do. Don't be taken over by aliens. <laughs> That's what it is. Mountain Dew's so uh, so poisonous. That they survive <laughs> yeah. in the mushrooms. Like, oh, we can't fucking do this. God yeah. damn, what is that? <laughs> Jesus, we survive well, reentry. But Mountain Dew, poisons. Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, the only alien race destroyed by Baja Blast. <laughs> I'm gonna go down to the Seven Eleven. Give me a Baja Blast. <laughs> Baja. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, um, little grumps I have. Uh, she crashes the car and like knocks out for a minute. And the kid's like, "Mom, wake up!" But that doesn't trigger the mushroom to take her over, which is weird. But when she wakes up, she has to put the car back into drive. The kid put it in park while she was knocked out. Oh the yeah, car was still in drive, right? She crashed it. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> doesn't would, make any fucking sense. That would make some sense if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of little moments like that. I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. The fo- uh, the phones change, by the way, scene to scene. Like, uh, she'll have a flip phone, then she has a bar phone, then she has a flip phone, and then Ben has a bar phone, then he has a flip phone. And then it's like it, whatever phone they had on hand, they're like, here's a phone. Just say it's yours. And the phones never match up. Uh, also, the amount of PS, uh, oh, what was that? The Vita? Was that the Vita? What was it before the uh, Vita? The uh, PSP, PlayStation the PSP. Portable. The, ma- yeah. the amount of PSP shots in this oh. film, fucking hilarious. Another, like, clearly they were given yeah. some money. I, I still got uh, those. Yeah, I had one that you hacked for me, if you remember. Yeah. That was fucking long time ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I saved a bunch of PlayStation 1 games on it. I don't even know where it is anymore, because I had one of the original ones you could hack. Yep, same. Uh, <laughs> what do you got to say about this? Film? I've been going on and on about this film, because it was one of those movies where I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I, um, uh, <laughs> so much. Number one, uh, too many dogs, too many injured dogs. You can go yourself. I don't like it. Lot. Wachowskis hate dogs, man. Yeah, no, you can go yourself. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I did find out what this movie bowed down against. Oh, and I am interested in it, this. One of them made sense. The other one, I have to look up because I forgot that I didn't know what this one was. All right, so the one that I didn't that know happen. Yeah, the one that I didn't know what it was was The Last Legion. Oh, yeah, that's a um, – oh, who was it? Uh, is it Channing Tatum? No. Uh, which also did not do very well. <laughs> Colin Firth, yeah. Ben Kingsley. That's right. That's right. Uh, Colin Firth. Uh, it, that's what bothers me about that movie. It's Colin Firth is like in an action role. Um, and it, this is well before uh, Kingsman, the Kingsman stuff. So he's like playing a badass in it. And like, this is before he got like hair plugs. So he's like balding, but his hair's really thin up top and it looks fine. Sometimes it's really bad other times. And Ben Kingsley's in this. Um, he plays a wizard, which and like he, is just not caring. He is not trying at all in this film. It is bad. It is a very bad film. So um, let's see here. Uh, it also bowed down against this one. Makes more sense. Super bad. Great film. One of the best comedies ever written, in my opinion. Yeah, 
so you're going up against Superbad the, with a, the fourth sure. remake of Invasion of the Bodies. Yeah. I Now, up until this moment, I will say I have never watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers in any of its renditions. I have not read the book. I knew really? the premise, but I knew I didn't. I've never actually watched any of them. So I went into I mean, this the, fresh. The Kiefer or the Donald Sutherland one is a classic. Yeah, I know. It also has and that I, classic scene where she sees him at the end and she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, and he does the weird scream thing. Yeah. It's like that scene has been played up as like a joke for years. So that's what that's from, that parody that's parodied off of that. Oh, yeah. So but I went into this without any of those under my belt. And not a great, not a great first uh, impression. No, I, I was. For the beginning of it, I was so bored. So yeah, bored. It's, it's quite boring. And, like, part of this, you can't really even blame the film because a majority of the movie is no emotion is supposed sure. to be shown. So you can't really do much with emotion. But there's other things you can do and you can create tension and, and you know, things like that. And the music is interesting because it's, it's a lot of fake sounds, a lot of synth sounds. Uh, but, yeah, it's like... Even with all that, I've, yeah, you're right, man. This movie was quite boring. Was it as boring as Wind Talkers? I don't know. Uh, I think it was more, honestly. <laughs> Interesting. Because <laughs> at least I was slightly interested in Wind Talkers. But this. Jesse, you want to know a better body swap movie? What's that? The Astronaut's Wife. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh, I was more interested in The Astronaut's Wife than I was in this. Yeah. It, Oh, this is Charlize Theron. I was about Charlize to say, Theron. well, that wasn't Kidman, was it? No, it's no, Charlize no. Theron. Um, so, yeah, I, I am not uh, – I, I like um, – there were scenes that I did truly like. Uh, for mm. instance, when she does catch up with her son and she walks into the room and she's trying to play off that she has no emotions. He's trying to play off that he has no emotions, and they're trying to figure out if the other one's pretending. That was a cool yeah. scene. I enjoyed a little that, bit there. you know, but for every cool scene like that, there was a scene that basically made me want to puke ecto cooler all over someone. <laughs> I will give it to the little Asian kid in the film. Creepy ass fuck. When he, he's when he becomes emotionalist creepy. does a great job. And yeah. granted, he just has to deliver lines really flat, but like he does a great job at delivering those lines real flat. And he's like, for some reason they make him like the vocal one of the group of, the bad guys, he's like, you're going to come with us now. And I'm like, why is this little kid the one talking? But he does a great job. And I was like, ooh, I don't like this kid. This is, the they're aliens. doing a good job with him. All the aliens but then she are tosses like, this him kid's creepy done. as shit. We should have him talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets tossed off screen in that one scene, though, it's like <laughs> we never see him ever again until the end where she's like, I adopted him. I'm like, you should after you threw his ass off the fucking balcony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she picks his ass up like a Ken doll and throws him across the room. God, I laughed so hard when that happened. I felt bad. I was disappointed the old man uh, was taken by them because I was like, oh, man, I like this guy. And the the wife like yeah. gave herself up because she just she didn't care as long as she was with him. I thought that was a decent scene. And also that actress was in the uh, one of the originals. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Thought that was interesting. Yeah. I, you know, for all the scenes that were just horrible, uh, I will say, while I was bored a lot of the time, the general f story, um, I guess the story of the body snatchers, is yeah. cool. 
I like it. It's a, it's a classic story. Don't like it's a classic, version. interesting uh, take on things. But yeah, it's just this was not a great version of it. Also, giving it a happy ending, I didn't really like. And there's also maybe this is just because of more modern times. I was getting a strong anti-vax feel out of this. Yeah. Because remember, he's like, we need to roll out this vaccine and get this all taken care of real quick. And she's like, what are you inoculating them for, for real? And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And after the plate scene, Nicole Kidman's character comes off real, like, real 2021 white lady not wanting to wear a mask, you know? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Karen moments. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that Karen is the hero of this film. But that is kind of where we're going with this. Yeah. And, I mean, that is... That is some, that is something I noticed too. That the anti-vax side of the whole thing, you know, a bit of an anti-vax feel. Did you get too, the inoculation, yeah. uh, you know. Um, yeah, everyone that got it is a, is a, a zombie sheep. You know, it's like I don't like this. I don't like this fucking up. And this is like 2007. This is they Way did not before. know what they were doing at the time. But yeah, I feel like this movie uh, would be like taken by those fucking idiots now, and they ran as like the Bible. You know, I'm like that's what happened when you take a vaccine. Without asking questions, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my God, people you, you come become on. Daniel Craig." Oh well, if that's what happens, <laughs> fuck, give me give me three more. <laughs> What's Daniel Craig's worst look? I'll take it. This movie, I guess, <laughs> it's true. It. I will. Yeah, I'd still be okay will, with. That. I will walk around with a little raggedy Ann fucking haircut if I get to be Daniel Craig. Yeah, fuck, you, I'll take Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, he doesn't get inoculated though, so yeah, there's that. That's true. Oh, shit. What a film, Jesse. What a film. Yeah. Boring ass waste of time. (laughs) It ain't from around here. (laughs) That's the best guy in the movie. The guy at the beginning. Yeah. Also, I like that a little girl walked past this government like black site. She (laughs) walks right up to the car. She's like, hey, mister, I found this. It fell on the roof. And I'm like, who let this girl in here? Yeah. And then the guy who just got done. Talking to scientists, yeah, Yeah. that all of this is infected and it's gonna, you know, cure shit up if you touch it. It can survive anything. Oh yeah, go go to sleep. I'm fine. Yeah, what are you fucking idiot? Deserved it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that guy was an asshole. Like they clearly played him up as an asshole because he like was cheating on his wife with Malin Ackerman and everything. They wanted you to hate that guy. And they did a good job of it. The kid didn't like him and didn't want to spend time with him because he started getting nightmares when he learned he had to go back to his dad's house. And they're playing him up like this this stepdad deserves to die, or this dad deserves to die. He's a real dad. Stepdad was, I guess, Ben, yeah. but he was a hero. But uh, yeah, this movie definitely was like a pro. Oh my God, it is pro Karen, isn't it? It's pro. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and that fucker left me for a young, hot piece of ass. And now the police officer took my plate and. Oh man, this is the oh my god! That's why it's so bad because it's it, Karen. <laughs> it Karen is the hero of this film. Oh my god! It, it would have the only thing that would have made it better is when that black guy tries to help her and he's like, "You're sweating." They don't do that. It should have been like, "Don't touch me!" Oh my god, please! <laughs> it, that would have been the fucking perfect Karen moment, you know. Yeah. Uh, watch this movie if you want to only view Nicole Kidman as super Karen. And I think you'll enjoy it more. With that yeah. being said, Jesse, should it bomb? One, two, three, four. Well, I 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. For real. Like we'll, we'll just we're done. We're done with evasion of the body snatchers. It was done. It it works better in the older times with cell phones and stuff like that. It doesn't quite work the same, um, unless you're doing a period film and you're just updating the '70s version of it. Just stop. You know, just stop. It's just done. Yeah. There, there's no pod people. It's just like a overnight fungus thing. I, I don't know, man. I'm just done with it. I'm I'm just done with it and. The movie wasn't very long. I'll give it that. Uh, what was the runtime of this bad boy? Let's take a look. 99 minutes. Now that I'm for. Yeah, that's not bad. Nice, tight runtime. Good music. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, John, John Ottman. Uh, visually, did, like, the movie's not bad. Yeah, he did the X-Men series and things like that. Uh, I think he won an Academy Award for... Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, he's a, he's a good film score. So I, I do like the music in it, but like, uh, it falls apart pretty quickly. Just not, just not interesting. And I'm not blaming Nicole Kidman. I think she's actually a good choice because she can play emotionalist pretty well, not to be mean, but the plastic surgery of her face kind of helps her with that. And I, I gotta say, Daniel Craig also plays emotionalist very well. So they did use an interesting cast, that their strengths are they can play a very reserved emotionless person very well. But like, I just was so fucking bored. I, I couldn't believe how bored I was on an alien invasion film. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I, I am looking up, however, the uh, 1978 version. Um, yeah. I did not realize that Leonard Nimoy was in it. Oh fuck. Is he really? Yeah. Dr. Dr. David Kibner. Uh, you oh, also have Jeff doctor. Goldblum as Jack Belichick. Yeah, he's like a kid in that. And then uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, he's the Donald Sutherland is the Ben character. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. They, they change all the characters, obviously. And I know that there's like a Kevin McCarthy 56 version of this. I will admit I have not seen the 1956 version of this. I know it's a classic. I know it's a big deal. I saw the 78 version. I really like it. So I just kind of stayed away from it. And I seen the nineties one too. Huh? <clears throat> okay. So. I'm going to have to watch one of the older ones and see if maybe that's better. Yeah. Just... I would say that. I think you would enjoy the 78 one, honestly. Okay. I'll check it out. It's one of the, it's probably the best remake ever made. If not, it's really high up there. Cool. So, but anyway, uh, we had, man, I've got to give it to Jungle Cruise. As much as that movie was kind of a mess, it was very exciting and fun to watch. These last two have been quite a bore. So, Jesse, tell me the next one isn't a boring film. Tell me it's something something at least dumb. I'll watch dumb. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of those. So let's find out. <laughs> Magic number generator. Give me my number. And it is 114. 114 is 2005's Stealth. Oh, that's uh, Jessica Biel. Is that, yeah, that Jamie Foxx, right? Josh Lucas. No, Jamie Foxx. Ha! I knew he was in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 
man, I, I couldn't remember. I get this confused with that one that has yeah. L Cool J in it. That's yeah, like similar uh, to it. Luke, Josh Lucas, Jessica Beale, Jamie Foxx, Sam Shepard, Joe Morton. Oh, Joe. Joe Morton. Yeah, Joe Morton. <laughs> Box office bomb squad royalty, Joe Morton. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. So happy. So, so happy we get more more of them. <laughs> I've this, uh, that's yeah, funny, man. This is uh interesting. Okay. I don't know if I've ever seen this. I'll be honest with you. I don't recall if I've ever seen this. I um I remember seeing it uh when it came out. I, I know that it's artificial intelligence that uh-huh. turns on us. That's that, and I know it's a ship, like or a plane, yes, or a jet fighter, whatever you want to fucking say. That's what I remember about it because the uh, the like the catch line or something was like Terminator meets Top Gun, and then everyone goes, "No, it is not those things." Yeah, <laughs> that's a stupid. That's a stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. line. <laughs> like that would sound fucking awesome. What we got was not that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. It's, I haven't seen it. Um, I, I love Jamie Foxx. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a damn thing Josh Lucas has done. Ooh. The lead of this film. Yeah. Uh, gosh. I, I could not tell you what he looks like off the top of my head. Actually. I am. I, I assume he's like a handsome blonde man with somewhat curly hair because that was like the popular thing at the times. Yeah. Oh, I was right about blonde hair. I, I, I think. Not curly, though. I seem to remember... He looks like the poor man's Paul Walker. Yeah. Okay, he was in Ford versus Ferrari. Um, oh, yeah, he's the asshole uh, that doesn't like uh, Christian Bale yeah. in Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Well, he's an American psycho, too. He's one of the fucking rich guys, which is funny. because another Christian Bale movie. Yeah. He's in Yellowstone, the TV show. Yeah. I do like him in those. He plays an asshole real well, so I guess I'll give him that. Yeah. I see. I I think uh, I don't know for sure, but I thought Jamie Foxx was actually the lead in this movie. I mean, I could be wrong. I would. Though. I would. I would uh, like that more. Maybe he's not. I, I'm not trying to be racist, but even as little back as 2005, I doubt it. Yeah, it doesn't look like you. You know, they put handsome white man as the lead. If Jessica Biel's in it as well. You know, Jamie Foxx was cool, funny black guy. Cause that was, we were still really bad about that. But hey, Joe Morton. Hey, right? Joe motherfucking Morton. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the sound we use is just going to be Joe Morton dying and fucking Terminator 2. Uh, oh, wait, you know what? Josh Lucas was the fucking coach for from and Glory Road. I don't think I've seen that, so I'll take your word for it. If it's a sports film that took place during, like, um, <laughs> like, you know, where they, during like the civil rights movement, I've seen it. I, I'm a sucker for a civil <laughs> rights sports film. Nice. So, I he's in that though. He's the coach. He's the the lead guy. Uh, anyway, Jesse, where can uh, where can the artificial intelligence that turns evil find you? Uh, I'll be flying around in the clouds up with the blue Twitter bird. Uh, you can find me on there. I'm going to be at Pen of Doom, P-E-N-O-F-D-O-O-M. I am also on uh, Twitter. I am 
Brando Supreme. And you can also find me on Facebook where the AI is already evil and taking over. Uh, we're the box office bomb squad. And you can email us at Gmail at uh, talkiebox at gmail.com. Or Magic Talkie Box. I said the email wrong. <laughs> uh, if you want to go to anchor.fm, you can read our show notes and leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'll either listen to it over and over again and cry ourselves asleep at night probably, or put you on the podcast. You, it, it, either or. Either or. Um, there's, also, yeah, there's also a place you can give us money. And I like money. <laughs> Some would say I love money. Yeah. Uh, next movie studio who wants to put out a bomb, you can just save yourself the trouble and donate the money to us, and then we yeah. won't have to talk about you. There you go. <laughs> I'm looking at you, whoever's making the next Warner Brothers DC film. Heck Call yeah. Call them out. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, tune in next week. See ya. <laughs>